Welcome to Stiletto Heels. I'm your host, Carol Shoshona, Grandmaster in the Art of Feng Shui. Now it's three o'clock somewhere. Ding, 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 ding. Welcome, you goddesses, and welcome. It's all about Stiletto Heels pleasure time. And it's time to gather around the tea table and just have time for pleasures. So many times we're so stressed out about work and dealing with relationship issues, or many times we're looking to improve our habits and to set up new wellness goals. And I believe we can all use some help from time to time. I always believe change can be fun and not difficult, and self-improvement doesn't happen overnight. But with the right mindset and the right strategies and the right support, yes, you little goddesses, learning to thrive on a daily basis is very attainable. No matter what you're dealing with, I believe Stiletto Heels will help you take major steps on your journey to glamour and living life with pleasure. So ding, 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 it's time for pleasure. Many years ago, I wrote a book and authored Feng Shui Chic by Simon & Schuster. And my goal was to give fashion inspiration and offering a journal, uh, creating simple yet successful, inspiring life goals. Now, this book is a collection of uh, many things, and it contains what I call three aspects of life in one volume. And it's often, uh, a lot of my clients found it very useful and fun to elevate your daily way of being. And it can be done just so quickly. But for the most part, as I said, many people fear change. And unless we change, we keep going into the same old patterns. So it's time to elevate your daily way of being and to change. And you may find a new idea that might resonate using you to transform the way you do things and help you to achieve your own very own personal goals. Now, magic happens. And how? Have you ever noticed how you can read something and be inspired and uplifted And it often will change your mindset uh, so that you'll have a better afternoon or a better morning when you focus on the good, when you focus on pleasure, and when you focus on something so beautiful. That's how you live well. And I feel Soleto Heals and glamour is all connected. It's finding your G spot, your glamour spot, your pleasure spot in life, whether it's in fashion, whether it's at home, or whether it's on the go. My book often contains practical and very easy ways to bring you more peace and giving you little mantras to, to add some uplifting inspirations to your daily life. Feng Shui, chic inspirations. Now, fashion uh, is often trendy, but I always felt it is a way to find the inner you. What makes you feel good will have you look good. 
and what colors you wear and what fashion you wear. So I often give encouragement to help you find your own version of yourself. And it's often focusing on blending the way your own life you want to live. And you want to live with pleasure, certainly. So I look forward to have you join me weekly for inspiration and living a simple yet beautiful life, a life full of wellness and pleasures. Feng Shui Sheik also focuses on how to live well. Feng Shui Sheik will give you inspiration and Oftentimes, feng shui chic will help you journey and go into your life patterns and help you find fun with fashion. That was my goal. So from how to be to feng shui chic is how you live your life with just glamour and pleasure. While writing the book, I realized every single day we have So much information coming to us. We're told how to spend our time, what to eat, and where to go. And good God, with all the emails and all the Google ads, et cetera, et cetera, we search endlessly for answers. And we usually end up where we begin. When you add in the factors of automated technology and you feel the pressure just scaling upward, it's no wonder that we just lose ourselves and lose our emotions. Research often conflicts with each other. In one moment, they'll have you focusing on certain results, and the next, they'll tell you there's a new theory and the first one never really worked, and the cycle just continues. So living life I feel is really so simple. The first thing which Feng Shui taught me is breath, air. We need air to breathe. It seems so simple. After all, breathing in air is the most intuitive, instinctive human platform. But when we find complexities in life, guess what? We don't breathe properly. Our shoulders go up. We hold our breath. And over time, with a lot of stress, poor breathing evolves. And these habits become hard to change. So when you're feeling stressed, you either freeze up or you forget to breathe. yeah, Or you take shallow little breaths from your chest. These are breathing habits that you need to really change because that's only going to add more stress to your life. So I'd like you to do this right now. And while we're gathered around the tea table, put down that teacup, sit up straight, and let's do this. Sit up straight. Yes, I see you. Now inhale through your nose into your stomach, which is where your diaphragm lies. Count to three, then exhale slowly through your mouth. Yes, let's do that again. 
Sit up straight. Inhale through your nose to your stomach. Allow your stomach to go outward like a bellow. That's where your diaphragm lies. Now count to three. One, two, three. It's simple, right? Now exhale through your mouth. Do that 11 times. And whenever you feel stressful, just take a breath of fresh air. Learn to relax. It's really that simple. Now, the second thing I wish to discuss, food. And while we gather around the tea table, look at these delightful treats. Now, eating well comes down to eating natural, healthy foods. And we all recognize that. And we certainly look forward to treats. But a good diet mostly contains fruits, vegetables, some meat, some starch, or other protein sources like beans or soy are good choices too. That will be good supplements for your body. It's like the little engine that could. You have to fill it up. So it's so important for these little thoughts to have you Breathe air, eat well, create that moment to relax. And while we're at it, once again, when I met my master and at a tea ceremony, it wasn't like the Brits and posh tea as we're enjoying now. My favorite story is my master gave me some wonderful, wonderful advice. And I'd like to take this time to share it with you. So while we were gathered around, I was sitting on a tatami mat and he was sitting next to me. And he began pouring tea into my cup. And the cup was filled. Yet he kept pouring until the cup overflowed onto the table then onto the floor and finally onto my robe. And I just was bewildered, and I just said, please stop. The cup is already full. And my master looked at me, and with a little gentle smile, he said, you are like this cup, that you have to come and empty the cup before you refill it. So that became... A gentle reminder that you have to stay humble, open yourself to new ideas. And yet, it is so simple and yet so practical. So before you begin something new, you must complete it. You empty the cup. If it's not empty you're going to just keep overfilling it. So it's so important. I'm standing with Lorenzo at the salon. Lorenzo, I'm all about glamour. So I always say, find your G-spot for glamour. So what gives you pleasure in life? What's glamour to you? Glamour to me? Well... 
I love skincare is glamorous to me. I love great skin. Okay. Yeah, I feel like the sign of a healthy life is like glowing skin. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So what do you use for products for yourself? For um, glowing skin. So I pref- free of I feel that here. the Koreans have really, really cutting edge skincare. So I use this line called Pyongkang Yule and it's Korean skincare. And I use their moisturizer, their cleanser, their moisture ampule. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, they have a night serum that I use as night at night. It's kind of interesting because I was just learning about skincare uh, from someone recently, and they were saying you always put on a layer. So you begin with the tonic, of course, mm-hmm. and then after that, skin toner. I don't know what it is. It's like a gel. Yes, serum. Serum. Mm -hmm. After that, a cream. Yes. And after that, an oil. Um, I mine is not that advanced. Although I probably will look into adding an oil, Um, but I always finish with sunscreen. That's the best. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for pleasure in life, have great skin. Thank you, Lorenzo. Many times, as we sit around, I see you all jeweled up, and I call this jewel talk, little gems of wisdom. And in this world, many times we express ourselves through jewelry. And if you think back at years ago, the jewelry you wore, and as you matured, what choices you started purchasing, and you'll see how jewelry will be a tool for your own personal story and expression in the future. It's so important to recognize that. Jewelry from the earliest adornment to today's modern designs, a lot of the tradition not only dictates the jewelry we wear, but how we wear it. I find the influence of Asian tradition and be seen on everything from the certain preference of certain materials to the choice of symbols and designs. And it's no different than Andy, where he celebrated the glamorous and the celebrities, the goddesses. Now, I found for myself, jewelry provided a fascinating insight into customs and beliefs. And it gave me that bridge to combine the Asian with pop art. And I think the symbolic motifs became so symbolic of my jewelry collections. And I think nothing can break the mold more than jewelry and make a statement. It's not the clothing, it's not the hairstyles. But jewelry is a powerful tool to express you. Whether it's unconventional, it's a way of communicating a very strong message of individual style. And that's why I chose, as I began designing my jewelry, pop art because I just felt it was just mixing jewelry with tradition and art. And oftentimes tradition 
guides our decisions. And I just felt jewelry can make that statement. It can communicate a strong message of you, of your fashion style, of what's important to you. Now, I also created very whimsical motifs, and it became kind of intricate to the craftsmen to develop. In each facet of my jewelry, I wanted as a source of amusement and to have you wearing something that was unique and oftentimes it could be a conversation starter, but also I wanted to be part of a very playful personality. And these pieces, my collections, I just felt were charming tokens that can brighten the wearer's day and oftentimes the ones around them too. And that is so very important. Now, I always felt jewelry and influencers follow a lot of fashion trends, but I often felt jewelry acts as a unifying force. And by adapting these trends, well, we're missing a little bit of a broader cultural expression. And I think it's important to reinforce our identity and the cohesion of art with jewelry. And I think it is important to have something a little amusing with fashion. A lot of times jewelry will play a role in helping people, individuals, apply their membership to specific groups or social classes. And we make choices regarding jewelry, not only on our personal preferences, but by the communities that we live with, what we identify or what we aspire to be a part of. That becomes part of the social aspects of jewelry as a, well, as a group identity. Many times jewelry, and I know oftentimes I cherish the jewelry my grandmother passed on to me, and oftentimes generations from fraternity pins or religious symbols, jewelry often signified a sense of belonging. It's a communication. And it oftentimes, you wore it because of the traditions attached to it. It's a powerful means to project one's self-worth. And it's a desire of self-importance. And it shows and aligns with a person's perception of status and value. A lot of times, like the rarity of materials, the craftsmanship, and... Um, it will mirror the message and the social status to the wearer. And sometimes the connection isn't always direct, but it's often associated with higher social standing. I love when my jewelry plays a role in conveying essential messages. And what I mean by that some of my collections are designed with an intention for the wearer 
to highlight certain body parts or to evoke a sense of sensuality. Jewelry, when you choose wisely and wear correctly, can convey a wearer's intention. That's the other dimension or the vibe of the personal expression offered by jewelry. I feel it's a potent symbol of spirit, style, elegance, and fashion. And it can reflect my where is self-importance and social status. And when you have a deeper understanding how jewelry serves as a reflection of your position, you will start feeling ever so pleasurable in wearing it. Now I've combined and artistically created for the goddess different jewelry that can speak volumes about your own individual style or your personality. For instance, some of my clients are very extroverted and they may want statement pieces that draw attention to them, while some are more reserved and classical and provide more a minimalistic type of design. That's the part that I love to design. And I love creating, besides reflecting a personality, I love that the personality of the wearer wears it as a means of communication. And it's a personal canvas. Andy might have used one type of canvas. I use jewelry as my personal canvas to express your personality, your values, your style, and your persona. Are you adventurous, conventional, extroverted, introverted? In my collections, you can find different types of jewelry. It's not one piece. And it's a reflection of who you are and how you wish to be perceived. And it's a way of communication to yourself. My bracelets offer the spiritual connection, the vibe. That's the factor between yourself and the jewelry choice. It could be a pursuit of beauty. It could be a need to identify for yourself with spiritual meditation intention, or it could be deeper motivations that you may be seeking. You might find a vibe that makes you feel ever so glamorous. And when you think of jewelry, you'll consider the aesthetic appeal or the material value. It's an expression and it communicates your individual identity and even a rebellion against the norms. That's what I find pleasurable. So it's an echo of your individuality, and it's so important to realize that as you pick out the gems of your choice. Let's do jewel talk, a moment to meditate. Now let's put our hands in love not position and place it about three inches below the belly button. Cradle the navel, the womb of soul. 
Breathe in, remember to breathe. Exhale. Breathe in, breathe out. And we'll do har har hari wah a guru. I hear you, my goddesses. Yes. Some of you might wish to stare into your teacup that's full. We'll empty it at the end. Okay, a moment of reflection. Har har hari wah a guru. Say that 11 times. Let it go. Inhale, exhale. Until next week, we meet again. May your week be filled with pleasure, glamour, and of course, your beautiful smile. Blessings. Blessings.